come. Uh, you know, they're going to the junk, and I'm like, no, 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 no. So I got a bunch of records, and uh, that was one of them. That's what we opened up with. Uh, yeah. So, I got this banjo, you see, and um, I'm trying to look on, work on my rolls, and, and I'm not, I'm not, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's hard. Um, I don't know why it's, it's one of those things where it's these, like, repetitive patterns, and you do them, and I can do, like, maybe two or three, and then everything goes wire uh but um i'm gonna get the banjo and maybe i'll uh, try to play something all right so well i do all right my uh <laughs> this is great great radio great radio that we got that up Thank you. 
Ladies and gentlemen, fine, fine welcome. Fine to know that you feel this way and that you people have accepted my being able to sub for Johnny. Quite a bit of difficulty around earlier this evening. I was in Johnny. The war the door. She sees me and she says, Hi. All right, so they're having fun. You know, that's the main thing about it. <laughs> Quite often, some of my uh, best stories are stories that have been given to me by people. The other day, a little old lady stopped me and told me a story. I liked it, too. <laughs> she said it was her favorite story. I knew it would be a great story, because I have a very high regard for little old ladies. I admire them. I admire them because they're cool. <laughs> little old ladies are very cool. Very cool. That's how you get to be a little old lady. <laughs> you gotta be very cool. More little old ladies than there are little old men. <laughs> Anytime a little old lady tells me something, I say, yeah, little old broad. <laughs> well, let me tell you a story, then you'll see. I like it. Visualize a street in a large metropolitan area. Coming up the street is a horse-drawn wagon. Painted in large letters on the side of the wagon, there's a sign that says, Hey! There's a little fat guy driving the wagon. He's yelling at the top of his voice, he's yelling, Boys! Boys! Get your eyes! A woman calls from the upper floor of an apartment building. She wants ice. She yells out to the guy, she says, I want some ice! <laughs> hey, bring me a piece, honey! Said, I want a 25 cent piece. <laughs> the guy cuts a 30 cent piece because the lady lives upstairs. No elevator in the building. By the time he gets up there, he'll be 25 cents up. 
I threw that in. The little old lady didn't tell me that. <laughs> he enters the building, leaving the horse and wagon at the curb, which I thought was very practical. <laughs> well, no sense carrying that damn horse and wagon up there. <laughs> While he's in the building, there's a fellow passing along the street. As the guy gets abreast of the wagon, the horse turns and says, What a life. I said, what'd you say? No, I said, what a life. I say that because the little fat guy who owns the wagon never takes the time to consider what it's like being the horse. It's five days a week he makes me pull this ice wagon. And Saturday he sells rides to the kids at a dime a ride. And Sunday it's all day around the park, three dollars an hour. That's why I say, what a life. The fellow said, does he know you can talk? <laughs> the horse said, heck no, and don't tell him either. If you do, he'll make me yell ice. <laughs>
uh, thanks for doing what you got to do to do. This has been Bug Out Square. It's uh, Mutiny Radio in the corner of 21st in Florida where it's always flat and sometimes sunny. It's, uh, it's wet now. So, until next week, be as best you can and help those who can't. extended version we'll take the opportunity to tell you what we listened to before that we had Shirley Bassey doing Goldfinger we had the Commodores Brickhouse Flip Wilson from uh, The Devil Made Me Do It Harry Belafonte uh, uh, Tell Me Mom's Back Home uh, something like that um, Stanley Clark uh, uh, yeah. Take My Mother Home Stanley Clark, School Days, Title Cut, Ohio Players, uh, Roller Coaster, Love. Now next week.
in seven days all here at 2781 21st street in the deep mission or listen live or podcast from anywhere in the world at mutinyradio.fm join us march 1st through the 7th for these amazing events billy bob you ever want to be funny oh my dogs think i'm funny daryl well i mean you ever want to be like in front of an audience, like other than like squirrels, dogs, and dead passes? Oh, shit. Time to time, I just started. You know, if you go to joke workshop, there's more than two peoples 
paying attention to your jokes, and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it. No! Are you serious? I can get people to listen to my jokes? And they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements. No way. What is this dang nabbit thing called? It's Joke Workshop. Joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radio. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radio. Hungry for a burger? Mutiny Radio thinks you'll find the best burger in San Francisco at Counter Offer, located inside Bender's Bar and Grill. Counter Offer's menu aims to please your drunk face. Tater tots are served daily. On Tuesday nights, Counter Offer serves specials off the Taco Bell menu. Only better, you can enjoy your favorite Taco Bell item without the guilt. Counter Offer uses only fresh ingredients and never store-bought shit. Special ingredients are made from scratch daily, including beans, Ketchup, mustard, habanero sauce, and ranch dressing. Counter Offer even serves vegan mac and cheese. All of this great food is served 2 p.m. to 10 p.m. daily and until 11 p.m. on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Counter Offer is located inside Bender's Bar and Grill at 806 South Van S. Be sure to tell them Mutiny sent you. Counter Offer, baby. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Subliminal SF Visual and Auditory Mind Control brings you the best, coolest t-shirt and hoodie designs and mind-bending local bands and shows at venues all over San Francisco and the Bay Area. Subliminal SF is here to destroy your sense of normalcy and plant ideas in your skull to make you cooler and a more awesome person. Check out all the badass products at subliminalsf.myshopify.com That's subliminalsf.myshopify.com And experience Subliminal SF. Special AltaCast here for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2020. Very special episode. Very special episode. I'm joined by Latoya, my co-host, as always. 
here. It is high noon. Yep. I'm joined by, out of San Diego, Maggie O'Neill. Hi, thanks for having me. Hi, so excited for you to be here. And Jeremy Demery. Yeah, Yay. out of, I don't remember where you're from. Cleveland. Cleveland. Right, Ohio. Cleveland. We've got, got a Midwesterner. Cleveland, San Diego, <laughs> and uh, Latoya is originally from Misery. Misery. Yeah. I claim Chicago. I've never left California. I did live in San Diego for 12 years. Oh, what part? Yeah. Um, well, my ex-husband and I, uh, we owned a house for a while in Vista. I Ooh, taught in Oceanside. Wow. But then we moved down to Claremont Mesa, and we lived on Tecolote Canyon. We had a house oh. down there. So pretty. Do you miss it down there? Do I miss it? I really liked the weather in San Diego. I did not like the Republican plant. I didn't like the soul Yeah, you were up in the vistas, wasteland. like in the heart, beating heart of conservatism in yeah. California. It's all like uh, defense contractor, like the, business owners. The <laughs> thing about when us Midwest, Midwesterners say that we're moving to California, we mean San Diego, because that's where conservative Midwesterners go to die. Oh, good. <laughs> no, no joke. No, yeah, like, when I, I know people are like, oh, we're moving to San Diego. I'm like, yeah, I bet your ass is. Soul-sucking wasteland was, of Lexus. It was, like, quite the contrast, because I used to, like, be a volunteer coordinator in Bernie Sanders 2016, and I immediately started working at this really high-end, like, uh, historic hotel in La Jolla, and I'm like, ooh, it's... <laughs> it's different. It's a different crowd. It's it was tough, but uh, yeah, California it contains multitudes. It's got a really nice theater community down in San Diego. Yeah, too, yeah. I really like. Absolutely. Uh, Sledgehammer. Are they still around? Um, no, I'm not familiar. I'm like mostly familiar with like Finest City Improv is like one of the places I go to a lot for um, different sketch classes. That's one of the things I'm enrolled in right now. But I really, really like it. Yeah. You're doing improv? Yeah, yeah, I do a lot oh. of improv. I, I, it's kind of like a balancing act between doing stand up and doing improv. That's so awesome. I come from the world improv. of improv, so that's oh, why yeah, I'm Chicago? like, yeah. Did you uh, do some stuff up there? I did. Uh, I studied at Second City and then worked there, not on stage. Uh, I wish I could say that. Behind and then the did, Yeah, you know, I was uh, bartending, cocktailing, because that was my idea of getting. Getting connected with people. Yeah. And then worked at the Annoyance. I didn't start doing stand up until here at Mutiny Radio, which it is very wise for you to do both. Yeah. Because coming from the world of improv, stand up, you're like naked. You're Mm. like, you have Mm -hmm. no one else to fall back on but yourself. Yeah. 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 It's only you that fails, no one else. Yeah. I mean, and then on Friday, I'm doing the underwear comedy. So I I pretty much will be naked. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. So I, I had a I had a, a dropout yeah. on that show, so I might uh, might do a little guest, a little, a little underwear lip slip. Well, I have this <laughs> really great. Um, my buddy Under works with leather, and he made this really great bra thing. That's not a bra. It's like leather uh, pasties, but they're attached with um, chains, and then like a weird little belt <laughs> thing. It's hard. anyways. It's really it's 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 cute. Really funny. Like you closed yeah. your eyes I was to like, like mind trying that. Trying to <laughs> <laughs> so good for radio. The, ki- the kids yesterday made us do the Instagram live, and I was like, "Why the kids?" Well, th- that's what I call the comedians under thirty. Okay. <laughs> the kids I, that hang out. I'm for it. Yeah. yeah. They were like, "Let's Instagram it." I'm like, "It's radio. Yeah. They can listen." No, you 
oh, no, it has to be live. Otherwise, it's not real. <laughs> it's not real. I mean, God bless those kids. Is, yeah. is Bernie um, doing Instagram lives? Can I? I mean, I, he, he must does be, Instagram. Right? Yeah. See, Bernie's like doing a better does. job than you. Yeah, Bernie's more with the kids. <laughs> hey, the the seventy-seven-year-old man. We all have man. our strengths. You know? I'm just not familiar with this TikTok bullshit. <laughs> right. No, what is this? It's Stop like it. Music rally? It's like kids who are like 12 and 13 could tell you all about music it. Yeah. 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 April. April's April's a big TikToker. Oh yes. She she play. I mean, I, that's what the kids what, want. Kids, I don't know what, what is they it. Want. Best way I can describe TikTok is 12 and 13, 13 year old kids. Like, I remember when we were airbrushing our phone. Right. That's what they're doing. They're just doing it in their phone and through social media. Judge each other. Uh, the other side of it, there's kind of a comedy side of it where people are trying to make videos, do stories. I actually follow two guys who like throw frames. Like it's almost like a soap opera watching these two guys who uh, Beer Bong John and Iron Sanctuary. Like yeah, like I'm I'm following them. I just want to see how their relationship. It's um and I do I do comedy bits and sometimes I put up some of my stand up on there. What's and your what's your handle? Uh, at April Gallaty, A P R I L G A L L A P Y. Yeah, just. It's not like Vine or anything with like any It's, it's like exactly like Vine, like Vine except you can oh, go shit. up to a minute. There's some pretty funny ones. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm like just overwhelmed. I'm starting to sound like an old bitch. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm, yes, yeah. I do the, I sometimes do the Facebook and I definitely do the IG. And then when, um, what's the other one that I really despise? The, uh, Twitter? Not Twitter, not Twitter. Snapchat. I still don't know how to work it. I just deleted my app. It's Snapchat is for dick pics. That's the only reason that it was created. That's what chat roulette was. was. Jeremy, you want to weigh in on Snapchat. It's, it's, yeah, I'm not even. It, when you have a thing that exists for 10 seconds and then it disappears, what else could that possibly be used for? It's 100% dick pics. Isn't it? You send it and then it disappears in 10 seconds. It's I've like, never gotten a dick pic. I, I haven't either because I, mean, I don't have a smartphone. I've avoided that whole lucky thing. Lucky girl. <laughs> I, would, I, I, I feel like I've been left out because I've never gotten a dick pic. Hey, gentlemen out there, <laughs> me and Pam have never gotten dick pics before. You know, you know. Uh, well, I'm, 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 so I would send people photos of Dick pic. That's yeah. hilarious. Dick That's pic. clever. Pam, I will send you a dick pic as soon as I get back to my phone. Thank You're you. going to love this. Okay, great. But I am a total pervert in every other aspect of my life. <laughs> 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 I'm sitting next to you. <laughs> yeah. All about lighting. You're going to be judged. I wanted to have a, I wanted to have a Mutiny Radio um, the sexiest male comic yeah. in San Francisco Objecti- contest. And I, I objectify, but I don't think I'd want to do it with dick pics. I, I think, think I want to do it with actual I had an comedy. idea to do, like my high school used to do, we called it Mr. Gresham. And it was like, <laughs> it was a pageant and it was so great. We, they had like tuxedos, they had a swim, I don't actually, I don't remember if they had a swimsuit edition. That'd have been awesome but like a for talent. high school. Oh yeah, it was like <laughs> Miss America, but we called it Mr. Gresham. And it was, it was pretty great. 
pretty great theater if I am yes. saying so myself. So I'd love to do an adult version of that. That would be fun. Right? I figured like it would be fun to objectify men. And wouldn't it be a great <laughs> exactly. I could make I could make a calendar after, which would be great. Mm. Oh nope. yeah, and, and sexy is a spectrum, so it's the sexiest male comic. Absolutely. And I would want people to vote, and I think it would be a great credit for people if they oh. could be like, I'm the seventh sexiest male comic in San I'm Francisco. I'm Mr. June. Oh, and then they all ride up to the buddies together. I mean, <laughs> I guess if, if, you, if anyone wants to be on another mic, that one at the top up there has, up on stage, it has a long cord. You can oh, drag it in if you want. Well, you could just drag. It's long enough that you it's can drag it. It's long where you can drag you it. You can. There Very you long. Go. There you, go. you might this be into one. the calendar, <laughs> so. <laughs> hey. Objectifying men. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, that's, that was the whole idea anyway. It was like, I just want dudes. I would. I would hope dudes would vote too. I think everyone should vote, but I, I women have every everyone's been objectified for so women have been objectified for it's so long. It's your turn. I really and think sexual harassment going like female to male is really. I know it's not appropriate, it's, but I think it's, it's so funny. I think it's. Oh, so you, funny. You, no, no, as a male, you should do it. We'd enjoy it. Please. Exactly, and that's what they've that's, told me. Yeah, like I've exactly. so I've had to ask for consent from my. I'm learning, you know. That's well, good, I'm, Pam. Well, I'm That's, 45. You're adjusting. Well, but it, when I used to go, okay, so I knew when we'd leave San Diego and drive up to Koreatown in L.A., go to a hip-hop club in 1996-107, I knew when I went there that there were going to be people that were going to rub up against me with their weird hard dicks at weird parts of my body. <laughs> They're not going to look me in the face right. first. I'm going to try to kind of dance with my friends, but this is what's happening. I know what I'm getting into. Yeah. And so, you know, when a guy doesn't go like, do I have consent to rub my dick against you as I dance with you on this hip-hop floor? That is not happening in 1997. You're just basically right. now, these little snowflakes, now. they'd be like, I'm being sexually assaulted. I'm like, it's a hip-hop club. But so it's <laughs> different now in my mindset where I came from a place where every movie in the 90s, I don't oh, know how many seconds so it problematic. is. Yeah. Yeah. How many seconds can you count before a homophobic or misogynistic yeah. oh, joke happens in any comedy from Or something like, yeah, very rapey. Something very, yes, yeah. like the yeah. rape is the joke. Ha, 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 ha. Rape is the joke. <laughs> Did <laughs> they say the R word a lot? <laughs> was it like the 16 Candles, which is one of my favorite movies? Which is all like crazy, non-consensual looking. I, I mean, even mm -hmm. all the way back to Porky's. Like, let's just Porky's is definitely <laughs> rape. <laughs> that is a rape. I think that's like a rapist. Uh, like, that's like the rape, part of the rape Bible, like is to watch Porky's. But that was like the comedy really that we... Yeah, Rocky Horror notes. Picture Show. But rape, now, lots of rape, it, And it's great that Ooh, we've moved. It's great that feminism has been updated and that people are into it and we're not trying to sexually harass just, people. you know, basic but, communication skills for men and women right. yeah. going forward. <laughs> but I sexually Wait, hold on, harass no. men all with the time. basic communication skills. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, you're setting <laughs> an awfully high bar there. That's, that's, um, yeah, that's, so, that's you started guys. with dick pics. That was <laughs> basic communication. That's all we want you to know. We don't want to engage with you on an emotional uh, level. Man. Do you like my dick? That, that's where we're trying to go. But there's so many. There's other material you could yeah. mine. Besides. Be nice try harder. 
That's all you're being asked. What, to wait, do. what did you just say? Did you say try? Yeah. That's just, right. Try. All I hear is like, right. Hashtag him too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that feminism though is that we're able. We're not going to cull objectification from whatever we are as people. But to be able to have the equality. And if hey, you slap won't. me down. I got in trouble from one of my little boys. They probably don't like being <laughs> called little boys. <laughs> 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 it was, yeah. Is God. that terrible? So one of them like was a giving, female I, Larry King. I, I, well, <laughs> yeah. I, I feel more I'm going with Mitzi Shore. I'm okay. going with Mitzi Shore. Oh, okay. But nice. one of my one of my young boys, I was I was pretty drunk. <laughs> and I usually I be, haven't been drunk lately, but I was drunk. Yes. And he was being very sweet and driving me home from a very Aww. late open mic. <laughs> and, 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 and I must preface this, I have a boyfriend, and I, so I don't, I think sometimes that my behavior, anyway. I, 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 he has really, he has beautiful, big, beefy thighs, and I have a thing for beefy thighs. So he's giving me a ride home, and I touched his leg, and it made him really uncomfortable, and he had to talk about it with Aww. me later, and but I apologized. Uh, but and I said, I'm sorry that I Hey, way to take ownership. That's good. Here's the question of that, ha- where, like, that touch, like, was that touch, like, like I'll do it glaze. here for you. I'll do it here for you. you know. Here we are in the car. Get her consent first. I'm not, I don't get a consent. <laughs> I, 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 t- I touched his big beefy thigh and gave it a little squeeze. And, okay, uh, that's not too bad. It's not like you moved I all the way I did not up. go, because that's not what I'm, I just, it was I'm just not a little, objectifying his It was so teased. It was teased. First of all, Pam, you need to give us the information on this podcast. We're going to have a word with him. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> This boy needs an education. No, 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 no. It's it's, he didn't feel comfortable. Was he wearing a was he wearing a collar? Was he wearing a no, he's, collar? I'm trying to find he's a why he wouldn't I, The like point it. is that <laughs> I made him feel uncomfortable. And I've done that. I've done that in the Sound past like with other comedians. That, but I'm learning new boundaries <laughs> because I was trained. So for me, my thing is like, well, ha, I can do it back. All the stuff that happened to me when I was younger, I can do that now because I'm a feminist and there's equality. But, <laughs> but no. also, right. <laughs> no. but that's the Don't thing. do that. Right. <laughs> right? So I'm learning boundaries, right. though, but she's of right like, on yeah, like, Maybe that stuff wasn't like we don't have to do everything men have done to us because right. some of them are crimes. No. Like, yeah, well, yeah. I, I used to play grab ass. Uh, I used to play. I used yeah. to play this game. In um, this was in the early thousands. <laughs> I was at a bar and I was with an old. I was with an older woman. She was in her fifties. She was someone else's mom, and we were playing a game where I would grab a guy's ass and then I'd go like, and then she'd oh, grab a guy's ass game. and then look at me and be like, "That's totally her." And so we were, and then I realized later we were assaulting men. men. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Hey, we know now. That was the early 2000s was a lawless wasteland. Yeah. And it's Officer, she's here. It she's the yeah. one from on. Or, I used to go to Ren Fairs. Ren Fairs were very horny places. That was a female comic. Yeah, right? Right? Well, I've, I'm learning how learning to not grab ass and not be, but not, it's not as it's necessarily too, but it's, I'm a huggy person and like, I, I'm not, tr- I'm really not trying to sexually harass him. But sometimes it's when I bring up comics on stage, I'm like, he's too good looking to be a comedian. Put your hands together. <laughs> You're like the Michael Scott of open mics. She calls herself sometimes the accidental racist. Yeah, sometimes so I'm accidental it'll, racist. It'll just like slip up. Like, okay, oh now, no. I'm, now I'm hurt. You have never brought me up like that. No, I don't. You're white, man. I'm no. not. <laughs> 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 
Well, no, I, as the- like a, a childcare professional, I have like two games you could play instead of grab ass, like one I used to do a lot, and then somebody got mad at me, got really upset, so I had to start doing it. But um, instead of grabbing ass, I would just come up to like you know a guy I thought was cute, and I'd just like put my hand into his, like we're holding hands. <laughs> <laughs> like that, that is like super you gotta own it you can't pretend it's but, somebody but else um that's like creepy but i kind of like it though. yeah it's like very innocent it's and innocent also, like, creepy i love it yeah um so maybe try that that's always fun um and then also <laughs> as a child care professional we do like a-frame hugs so you can't so no groin touching for hugs okay. just uh okay some, Sex positive uh, so guidelines going body forward. Yeah, you got it. A frame. Yes, 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 and. Yes, and. Exactly. Yes, and. Two, two big guys like us, that's all we're going to do. We're not going to get, and nothing's going to do. Side side hugs. Side hugs are good. Side you see this out that's called leaving your virginity. Jesus, I can get on board with that. I can get on board with leaving your Jesus. That's your territory. But for me, I mean, I'll, I've, I've been kind of doubling down on the, like, oh, I have an entourage of hot male comedians. <laughs> like, I, I'm like, I'm Mitzi Shore out of the right idea, I think. Yeah, she's, <laughs> she's a legend she, in her own right. She was the comedy store owner? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah I mean, like if it can wasn't we for talk about how everybody, like, isn't the historic thing that comics struck against her? Oh well, yeah, that was like in the mid '70s. Yeah, yeah uh, because comi- the comics weren't getting paid at all. Yeah, and I think they had She's to pull like full price, uh, full price for the food. That's like around when David Letterman and all those cats, yeah. Robin Williams, were over there. I know. Better. Yeah, and so I think they went on strike twice. I believe. Okay. I believe. And nobody's doing that anymore. Uh, oh, no. She cleaned up her act. Well, she's she's dead, dead now. Oh. Yeah, she <laughs> died, yeah. And then, but, t- and then Tommy left, and now the new, and then, and then, yeah, there's and then you guys I wonderful. Verify, I was there last night. They're like, for over a year. But you can, but, but you can definitely get Polly. but you get Polly. Polly Shore. Oh, yeah, Polly That's her son. I'm not looking at <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> that's better than a Polly Shore movie. Uh, Almost. I'm actually talking about early two thousands movies. I don't know how I feel about that. Like in my early days, I thought that was so clever. It is so good. That is. I love it. I want to see you there on a Monday for Polly. Again, I'm with. This is so this is the Altcast. Usually we talk about usually there's a little Trump bashing. Yay. Uh, usually there's a socialist rant that comes out at some point. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. we there's talked about the strike. Yeah. So. There's usually something about me saying something about racism and then saying the word cracker. Yeah, there's usually that. Cool. There's yeah. always um there there's always like a political well right now we have a whole political And the coronavirus is happening. That's Oh yeah, it's it's not it. by it's not by the corona beer. Stupid ass people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't. Are there a bunch of jokes about that? Oh, they, oh my God! I'm so sorry. No, I, it's, it's, the thing is, it's not a joke. It's real. Uh, their distribution company, uh, Ambev, Ambev, has yeah. reported a drop in sales of Corona, corona because people are thinking. So we did a study that said the distribution company. Of the With the coronavirus. coronavirus. Uh, we are critical. Dumb. 
speaking skills. No child left but behind. But uh, hey, no so child left behind, kids. San Diego, San Diego thought Takate was a virus for years. Uh, that was <laughs> it's, it does every, make you throw up. Yeah. The one joke I've heard that I like, that's the, cor- the only coronavirus joke I've heard I have so many. It's like I have so many coronavirus. I'm gonna get it first because I have so many coronavirus activities. Like I pick up cigarette butts off the ground. I don't give a <laughs> shit. Yeah. This is a corona activity. <laughs> like I share pipes right. with everyone. He's like, I'm gonna get it and I'm gonna it's die so first. It's so crazy how it's just so contagious and like nine feet away from somebody else and like they'll get it and like what what are you gonna do? What are you gonna die. do? Die. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, mean if I'm anything, it it'll be a push towards universal health care because people Ooh, try to go to the hospital happens. well no because america hates poor people so it's going to be excited that so many of us die america is <laughs> poor people Amer- uh, capitalism hates poor people and america is capitalist therefore america hates poor people even though they Especially need all the poor people oh, yeah. in order to make all the capitalism work it's Absolutely. like and until we all rise up and say hey oppressors making money off of nothing like what happened to labor? When was labor real? When was it like, I am a man or I am a woman and I make things and that's important to my survival? Now we're like, I don't get my skin tone by Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to lose no, my shit. No, no. Even if, like, I, even as so dumb as, like, the fact that you think a beer would be part of a, 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 a sickness, an illness yeah. that kills people. Like, Same come name. on. No child left behind. There's also a they corona got left around behind. the sun. It's, corona I just, what was that? Corona around the sun. It's the thing you know about telescopes or whatever. <laughs> corona. <laughs> I just wanted to look at one. The, the, the flary bit is the corona around yeah. the, It's oh. what you get to see when there's a full eclipse. You see the. And corona means crown. Corona means what? I thought crown. 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 Like, crown. Sure. That's, no, that's Like, so Jesus has a corona yeah. around him behind yeah. him. So does the disease make you like. God, like, what is it? Why would they call it coronavirus? It's because it's like a crown like uh, the, the when they looked up closely, it had like a crown like. Oh, yeah. all right. So it had nothing it to do with the fucking beard. You fucking yeah. retards. You have and I said retards. This, 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 this is two things. Just talking back to socialism. This is the most socialist virus we've ever had. It kills old people. And that's got to be good because they they're not moving out of the houses without a reason. <laughs> this could, you're in a good dose of that going through the good houses around here. That's going to open up some property opportunities. <laughs> well, and it's, I mean, I'm a Marxist, so I don't believe in that. It belongs to everybody. We should be housing everyone in houses. And it's insane that there I are so many questionably nobody. housed people in San Francisco. Like, there's so much place to house mm-hmm. people. Yeah. Like, why aren't we equitably <coughs> yeah, distributing Yeah, it's not like anything? a housing issue. Capitalist what? issue. But yeah. it's, it's, are people not good enough to have a house? Well, we live in a house. What, what well, you know it's not a person. Oh, oh, little people with children. <laughs> right. <laughs> not yet, my friends. Please. This is an impassioned plea. Pam Benjamin, director. Thank you. 
Welcome to this, the reprise of the Naishan Sunati Acumen of Contextual Text, the Here and Ever After Forwarded Radio 11, and your host tonight is the Kerboxxi thing on the sidle of maps, as in legend, lit up for a go-round town and about. So do listen in, the hour starts now, this is Radio 11.
Eddie like the truck's top bottle dropped sunside in a weathered balloon shot up to the side of an aisle like those who follow down a highway towards the skyline oasis of puddles to smack her at. It was that kind of day again. And by day I mean the middle as is the maths of night and this is that and another for the quiet quite ledger of vertical drops for a robot to read to you and another and auto the all around roundness of all city the bellow kind of cheese that boxes cook for the dips to chip away at and the meter sticks into it and makes a spicy splashed up bit of ooze to enjoy. For what else is there? Leisure is our pronoun tonight, and we name it thus so as to utilize the measure of bars and beats and treasure to bury for later as in the coin termed paper you neglected to write the evening before dew drops bonders a muddy sandal toed continuation of a runner on sentences in a jail cellular conversation which a copywriter turned you on to, like a car keyed for digital entry in an age of golden ratio Fibonacci, the petal rose as grows on you, tattoo lady. What was her name again? Came a quiet whisper across the room where needles drew and women showed their buttocks to other women to tauntle for. If that were a word, and it may be just and those drawings, where did you get them from? They are from a notebook I've been meaning to keep yet keep losing, as in my mind. He flipped through the art book, look here's another. Do you think that would look good here? Your other buttock. Yes and slightly to the left this time, see if I raise like this, and I'm on my side. You know? Well, for the suit, I lost another one. That's the third needle this week. I've got to buy myself another set, but I've been using this one since the 80s. You know I draw on Mount Claire before her movie career. Remember she was all up into it and said it would never end. It was her buttock too. Funny choice of wordings. She had me right up there. Up where? Asked the notebook women. Oh, I see. She looked at the pictures Ava was showing her now. In any event, yes she's beautiful, and I never saw the films. Stag were they? Kind of dark lines there, don't you think? And what's that? Just that. It's just a star with an arrow through it. Clever if you're into a Cupid's way out of town, as she was. Well she was my invention. She'd come in during the middle of the week and let me draw and pay me in tips from the movies and we'd have a chat about what was next and next too, and sometimes we'd go in the back end, well she was she and I was me and it was good to see her from all sides. And so the women lit up, her cigarette, and flipped through the book that was being handed to her, as Ava drew more on her right buttock and began to hum. It was a tune, out of, and slight and they took their time away from each other and carried on in their minds. Mount Claire was flipping out, and the book in front of this young woman. Flip flip. And flipping. She's flipping people off there. And flipping over there. And over, and over there. And all over. What a spread. And what a book. She looked at the back cover. 
$9.99 for this one. That's not bad for the 80s, I should get a bear. Like this? Ava turned her head up. Like you want that here? He motioned at one of the images from the book and pinched her patron's ass just a bit, and winked. Oh sure. I'd like a bit of Mount Claire, and some more about how she was. If that's part of the bargain it was. She looked at her arm a bit. Following the curves which had been drawn by her own hand in fire times and squared as in the city where she fled in a summer not far from the swelter that tripped it from her profession, which was high finance, so to speak. And that comes with a smile, if you're interested, said the now positively gleaming young Ava, and she put her hand on the notebook and closed it. And closed doors, for an afternoon, the two enjoyed a bit of by Mount Clare towards an in and around and about spiral and twists in the back and roomy sectional couched plotter which was the shop where pleases were aimed, like Cupid in the star. Dot. Oh carry on with it, then, I'll take more of that any day. Evening, here's my number. The paper read with A+, as in from Europe, or thereabouts, in the 31 range, if that was accurate, and it was and she began window shopping herself, to understate an understanding and she was eyed wide, with the rest of her, and shop she did, from the inside out. Slash slash. The cobble streets where shoemakers cobbled shoeries is our next road stop to a man who was also shopping, in the lives of facts and measures to dress as successor to a planet, just up the road, and to the left, and left to his own devices was he, outside in the rain where anything could have usually did, on his watch, happen. He looked at his watch, watched, and watched we was. He was followed eastwardly and down a bit until he was noticed and there was a bit of closure in and some cars began to pull around, and other men got out of cars and began to walk towards the man, all the while the man stopped, to gently see what was moving and in which direction, and to see who stopped and who was near. And the nearest to him pulled out a packet of papers, neatly tied as in a manila envelope, and tucked it under his arm. You'll want to come with me. Shall we take a walk? A bit of a pause, a slightly uneasy, our character, looked, and turned with the man to have a conversation, and they walked. You know, you left us up last winter, we have the pictures you know. It was a crazy run finding you, you're not so easy to spot when you're not making waves like Geneva, are you? Did they all make it out? asked the man. Yes all but three, we have them. They're safe and within means and agreed to help us find you, if you can find them came the reply. Oh, I see, and that was what they told me this morning as well. I declined. Of course you did, that's why we're, I mean, I'm here. Yes the cars. Not so obvious that anybody would notice that down the corridor, eh? All shopping at Marks and Spencer again? I mean the budget reads like a show stocked by one and the only. What was her name again? Penelope. Yes she runs the numbers and thought we'd all get new coats if we found you. However, look this has enough pockets to line yours, and etc. Here, take the envelope. I've got to get going and wanted to give you time to read and such. And the bridge is over there. I suggest you take a stroll and give it some thought. And if you don't jump over the side of that bridge, I'll take it as read that you're in and we can get on to business. Take it gently, Mr. Gent. Rab was his humor, 
Rhett to the collage of photos from the Spy X and tucked and bobbed away at the London fog he had worn himself. Page 11 is the one we want and he walked away. Dot. Leafling through this dossier was like a seeming seemingly of a party he was at just last year. All dead or alive, as per usual. He looked closely at one, ticked it out from between the pages, folded it into his pocket and tossed the rest over the side of that small bridge that was meant as a joke, but was perfect for recycling these matters, like water under a bridge, no less. He twirled gently and moved on forward and on to his next stop, with a telephone. Dot. The phone chimed dot dot for twelve and a half minutes. The operator was listening. He could hear her breathing. All right in there Mavis? Got enough toffees to last the conversation this was her exchange and she knew the party he was trying to reach. She out you know. Went down to the pub half past, you can still find her there she just rung up Pete and they're all on their way about to their next stop, if you can catch her. Thanks Mavis. You've saved my life on this one, and I'll send more toffees when I get out of the aisle. Click. Notebook under her arm. Man on the other, the young women walked out the pub and into a black cab. They rode into the city evening, with music from Bolero playing lightly on the stereophonic speaker dial-tuned radio program. And this is Radio 11, the driver turned down the volume. So it's West End again, eh? You client. All right, it's just up into that house, there. He pointed. And when you get it, you'll need this bottle of Dom and that's your entry into the back room, get it? and get it. We have 25 minutes and you should finish, or he'll finish you, and me. And I'll be round to pick you up, on time. Right? Right, she got out with the bottle and walked up to the steps, stepped up and took her key out. She jiggled her bosom in the lock and fingers the bottle of champagne just gently enough to remind herself that this was her job of jobs tonight. And she looked good. She peeled up her dress and showed her garter to the driver winked, and rode in on the bottle towards the rear of the flat, and her client's client client. Dot. James sat up from the comfort of his suede couch and couched his cigar between his lip and breathed out. He took the bottle from the young women, who he knew as. Claudia. Would you like a glass so oh, it's chilled? But you're hot. Here. He poured two glasses, licked them himself, and handed her one, which she held up, the artwork on the eastern wall. It's nice, she said, the artwork reminiscent of Rampart. Or that other one. You know her accent was gently dumbed down for this one. She knew it was. And was. She stammered. Good one, she thought to herself. Yes, I forget myself with that one, which is why we're here, again, right? To forget ourselves and get ourselves, on, in fact. Or was there another matter you came about? I keep coming, back and forth, for you and the plug, you know the show? Got any interests this time I should know about? I mean last time was a surprise. And a good one. Yes interest, high-heeled interest like the bankrolled Royces of Pottery Barn Yard animal cookies glistened softly in a chewy ooze of sauntering saunter muck pie jubilee between cold winter sheets to the wind galloped velvet candy dapple smotter. What? She learned that from Q. She bonged him on the head and smiled, she took some rope out of pocket, motioned, and tied him up a bit, to her pleasure, and then took out a pair of handcuffs and fixed his shoes to the chair, 
picked up the remainder of the bottle of champagne, and poured it into his mouth as he smiled expectantly. The bottle was of course drugged, and his smile turned into a half grin as he began to look as if he was having a stroke. He seemed alright, just couldn't get on with moving any, and she pulled a bottle of pills from her purse and left it by his chair. Just enough for now, I've got to get on with getting off from here now. Let me just take a few notes and I'll be off she reached into his breast pocket and took his wallet, with some loose notes which seemed fresh and currenty. And a small pouch with a diamond, of sorts. This is a bit more my speed she eyed the lattice structure as it gleamed and pulsed a bit as she brought it close to some power in her purse, I won't be back again. But the gents will to finish up. Best of luck with them. Their light staff tonight, shouldn't hurt your feeling too badly. She picked up her dress, snapped her garter at him and clicked the door closed behind her as the car pulled around and she hopped into the back seat this time, with the very very sort of a man she'd been looking for all evening. The map opened up between them as peaks and valleys in the legend too, golden and bliss right up for a tremor of a ride downtown, and around the bend, bent up slightly and to the left. Driven home, for the nowity of sake, and shaken gently, as in gentlemen and jacked slightly without a boozy under, but plucked and swirled, until they were fast asleep, and the sun horizon hit the other side of the planet again, for this another day in the continuation of continuity. The preceding episodic climatoidal fries modastical trollop portion of OEUS had been whizzed up the middle ground of wired magnetics for the very purposes of proposed time-space displacement and should be willed and rendered thusly on your papers and screened lightly. Photoshopped is for Windows and the Mac truck stop great and grated for cheese on and a finish for your evening as well. This is Aku Q and we bid a fair fair and well, from this Radio 11C3W. And this the average and foregone consular sessionary proof of pudding in the gently placed lapel pinned up pin up and posters in page lit on to the next stop. This has been a brief and about the future tensed and forward facing aqua cue and this is the other voice, Serena, and do join us again now and some more weekly as Radio 11 joins broadcast station or followed gently by on air, as in the sign, as in again, what's your dot dot com, and the etc. Join us for more of four and a subtractive nonsensical to naught or the minus and be in the know to the acronymics of the today, we find gently EAH emotion as a service, CLAH, continuous logistics as a service, as well in the about call wall, or telonomic systemical motion we stay tuned with all this is Radio 11. Characters, paged, dot dot, their pagers went off, all simultaneously. And they looked down, from across the world and onto their wrists. Dot. The screens blinked a bit, the three of them paused and waited for it to clear. Mario was sitting in a coffee shop outside of Geneva. Again, she thought her pinkish golden watch timed as selected when it was time for a time away and this was it. Hugh was in the middle of bussing some papers down the street towards and away from things as usual, left coat pocket and the like and Miranda was just up at sunrise at the Pacific Rim this time, no joke. She traveled overnight and had packed just a bit for a conference meetup for the book convention scheduled last May from the township. Aria sipped her orange juice and tapped the screen. You in there, Q? What's the dinging about? 
We're all about with our business, and the proceedings are proceeding with process and necess. As needed, Arya thought he might hear it, but she tapped the screen once just to highlight her notion of notioning. Miranda tapped back. Yep, he's got his paperwork about and I believe he believes he's heading upward to the never-ending story, folks. They seem on about a trachual and you know how he can fly time and the like, and so. Silence. Hugh was not normally in this much sun, and this time of day. More of a night owl and black cars in the odd slipping in at the right moments and such. But jeez. 101 pages on this one, and several copies for the crew, and still three hours until the next. Shoot, he dropped the papers. About time something happened, he paused and looked towards the ground as they were slightly in between the shimmering embedded sparkly sidewalk and a bit of slick towards an gutter. His watch chimed and the haptics hit up Arya's beat. Tap tap. So this is what you get onto when you're not getting onto. Ache you? Arya quipped and sipped again at her orange juice, with now a splash of soda and a straw she keeps with her, so as to be ecological. Yes, Arya. The onto is onto the floor and chores like this haven't made it up the staircase to the case I need to get to, spiral bound and booked up like a top shelf, for this pack of loose papers now, a bit dirty and, well, not in yourself, I can see that. Is that a pocket protector? No it's a packet of gum, it's for the, fresh. Anyway how's your end? Arya's end was just fine and sitting. Just and there and she adjusted slightly at the thought and thought about telling him about the... Oh, surprise. Hugh blurted out, and bent over to pick up a quarter on the street. Damn it's a regular one. He'd hope for a 1964 silver ore, but anyway. The story is carrying on, and it's just time not carrying it anymore. It's toppled into the streets and somebody forgot to number the pages. So it'll be up to you guys to piece it together once I get over. I'll scan it and you can run it through a quick OCR or something. Or, I can. Wait he picked up a cup of coffee and dropped it directly downward onto the ground, and the cup hit square bottom and the coffee jumped out and bits all over the papers. He took a quick photo, shuffled them together, and straightened his back up a bit. Oh, I think I got the ordering now. We have the cover bound by main splash and the spill into the street by the spray that's come off it. We're good for ordering. Now, I'll just get on and cross-splash check it from the place. Miranda too now was on the call, as she sipped her coffee. You know I would have brought you one when you arrived, I hope it wasn't a creamy one. Anyway, nice idea. I'll explain the coffee to the crew, but why didn't you try that old card trick? Pick a page any page? It was a simultaneous chagrin from the crew. Flip. Miranda's power was out and just shrugged and put her watch on the charger. It's the sort and sordid chronicle of chronicled forgetfulness wherein their malaise was being re-triggered. Maybe it was the planetary offset, or maybe our characters needed to be reminded of themselves once again. It had been three weeks since the, shoot, and more so since the, oh yes. And there was always a place to whisk her off to and never stick, and sticking was like this. Huge added a stick of gum into his mouth and hummed up the street. He found the iron doorway near Chinatown, though slightly uptown, where he was to deliver the papers. He then jabbed all six buttons on the door and waited for a buzzing. Buzz. He walked inside at a slightly dim fluorescent entryway, and some wooden doors towards the left and right, 
but walked straight up center to the elevator. Black rounded keys with embedded white lettering, and the floor he was to go to was. He glanced. The worn out one which was slightly sticky from mad tongue and his bubble gum fingers. He grinned and snapped a bubble and proceeded into the lift. When he was onto the floor, he found the small office lit up brightly with a large window showing into the hallway, and motioned to the secretary as she waved at him and got up to greet him. Black hair that had to have been done up recently, and a white starched blouse and a black chain, elegant and simple. And cufflinks. He didn't have an accent, and he didn't expect one. Global never does when they're not expecting expecting company, and he placed the papers gently down by her table. 101, she said. And a coffee. I heard about it. She stated in a slate gray tone of chagrin and looked over the papers. Well, it's time and a half to type these up, so type there but out of order, so it'll be. Punched a calculator in her head, or as if, and it'll be alright if the coffee trick works out. And maybe we'll make it into a time travel series, you know, with the pages and all. You know what happened with. Wrong. They both said it, but her mouth was only motioning. Her mouth remained open and she smiled. How did she do that? She turned and her shoulders motioned him into a room directly behind, and he paused and proceeded towards it, with her behind him. He looked back a bit and motioned a question towards the brass doorknob. He nodded and they both proceeded into the room, which again was lit well, and, well, a bit of a thick wall. And, tap tap. His watch was out, shielded. The door closed and she hit a button on her watch, and the lights dimmed to a sort of reddish fluorescent and there was hum. Secondaries, her voice flatted a little. Keep your voice at this tone so that it's in line with the active RF chokes we have going around the place. The papers. And the coffee. And the gum. Good job and I hope you picked up everything we left, yes? Duh. You found it impossible not to be, and look around at the place. It only takes one word to get into this place, eh? He joked. Of course it took several months and a year and plus before that, but he was here. And here? Well. Heard anyway. He maintained and took out his pen, and pulled a paper up from the desk, and began to write a few words. The women looked on the bit begruzzled, as her face noted the word and she said nothing. Then he clicked the pen and the word lit up in a sort of iridescence, and as he moved his light across the word, the patterns moved, and continued and moved as long as the light was on them, pausing only when he took away the light, and using those last bits of light to orient themselves into. Basis. Was the word. He explained, although he didn't need to, for her, he still felt a bit like Mr. Wizard with this thing, and as he kept his voice at a dim glimmer, and she continued to eye the ink on paper, as it had now been transfixed for several minutes in the beauty of the alignment of the... What was it again? Electroglutosilica. He said as plainly as the red light on her cufflink. And he blinked at her. He looked over the pen and took off her cufflinks and they did indeed match. Same guy, I can see. Incredible taste in... What was it again? Everything? Came the response. Perform the follows function at its ultimate and timely and literally time and specificity of genetics in a package designed in for and with and. Well this is where planet Earth finds a use for its silicon, and silicon finds a purpose for its ordered numbering. 
and truth. There were no numbers. This was pure life on whatever surface and surface, and still and still enough to travel in. It likes life, she said, and smiled to him as she played with a pen across the paper. Well, it doesn't just like light, it likes to sleep as well. The orientation is a learning experience for these silly guys and gals, on paper anyway. They spend their time solving their own problems, which in turn, when applied solves your problem, if you know what you're doing. And I hope you do. Because we can't lose these. It's that simple. And they'll carry on and work their way out of your own problem if you have the right one which works for life, and that is why these are going places. Because we needed an ethics on chip and this is just how breakfast better than any possibility we'd imagined. You know how they were discovered? I thought you were going to say asteroid. She noticed she was becoming interestingly excited and had to dim her voice a bit more. Sort of like that. It was a smashed blast from a satellite, onto a flight carrier that had its little science experiment exposed to refracting light and electricity for 11 and a half minutes until they were crushed into dust by a jet landed onto them. Strange circumstance. The material from the jet and the glass, electrical and radio, and these little mite guys who were meant to survive in space, survived into a flattened surface of goo on the tarmac. Funny thing it was noticed right away because the little guys camoed themselves into a landing stripe sign the guys had never seen before. It was like a cross between a danger do not land signal, and a tangent on where they all wanted to exit. When he walked away to tell all the guys, the stuff stuck to his feet and began tapping Morse code into his boot. Good thing he passed the test, because they tapped this very word into his shoe, and so they brought them to us. The cufflinks look good on cue. Passed him up a bit. Though this is trial J on this one, and those papers up front. You can feed it to these guys if they're hungry. I've got to get on and about to the other three about it and you need to. Write these events up. I know she picked up the pen. Well you came at the right time, and you know we're into a crunch. What's the protocol for these guys in public? Just don't leave the paper behind. They get all cross when they lose their mates and it confuses the out-of-baristas who try to claim their outrageous tips. It seems these fellas have a bit of a wit towards the ladies and, well anyway. Keep them happy and they'll keep you happy. Happy. We're all happy. And that's the point. Dot. Anybody using that? He pointed to the hat on the hat track, didn't wait for a response and picked it up and headed towards the door, correcting his coat up a bit as he got out of the room. She smiled and led him back to the front and clicked her clacker at him and looked up as she sat down at the desk again and stated 101. He nodded towards the door and out. A hat, he liked. It was like odd jobs top rounded, but without a. He looked. And replaced it to his head. Yes without the chop chop part. He was back into his part, a bit more like himself and thinking of Arya. Well that didn't take long. How about a light travel dare walk down where I'm headed and then afterwards? It was dark. The mist was starting to hit mid-waist level and the two had been walking for about two hours talking about the project, and its specifics and integrations and making sure everybody involved had gotten what they needed. And us. Hugh tapped the cufflinks, and they continued walking. It wasn't a bad day you know. It was better than yesterday, and that kind of reminds me, you know. He pointed down to her. Those bits. 
Ah, uh, yes. Perhaps if we had more time yesterday, but we're here in the now. You know, and our stop is just ahead. Do you want to take a seat? Hugh paused and thought for a second. The mist was certainly coming up around him and the cufflinks were a sort of see-through now, with the water vapor, and he thought to himself. Well, now is the time. He raised his arm and tapped his two fingers across both anode and dryodes of the cufflinks and there was an incredible and warble just around them, like an egg. The light hitting them was fizzing around like little swimmy things, and the water vapor was just dots, completely solid and not moving a speck. Arya did look surprised and looked at his jacket cuff and up at his grinning smile. The light from her warbled a bit too and they just stood there for a second, watching all of everything pass through them, as they became non-entities and the separation of light from matters and facts of spatial reasoning, said Q in his dim slated voice, and they carried forward. I see, was Arya's gentle response and she took his hand and they continued walking forward towards the pier on the ocean. They don't as they passed some non-passerbys, who didn't look up nor at all, and their speech was not an echo in thought as it was normally, and they could justly hear them and know they were not heard. They didn't see the click, or thought it was a mirage. And now we're here. Light, aren't they? He jiggled his cufflinks at the non-weight and continued walking and smiling about it. The light powers these things and the water is static and so is our material, and so. And so. Arya motioned up to the stars and they both looked up. And we are light too, I can feel it. It felt as if they had no weight, and indeed felt as if they could walk forever on these two feet and never need a rest or a place to stop. That was right. With only light and non-matter, it didn't matter, he said to himself. And the light was just that part of the wording that helped him make sense and the egg was. Well that was just a little joke and in fact the forum again, and they talked about the joke. Of course we did she joke later in the conversation, and also of course referring to the punchline. And we always will. And will they ever, and so they carried on a bit about it, and talked about the marriage of these technologies and of course what they were really good for, which again by design was the design of life, and life itself was. Well. They both nodded on in times like this when even things became a bit heady and they had done their jobs to get this here and that there, and the magnificence was. Oh. Well it was and. Hugh took out a second pen from his pocket. I got you a gift, of course. And they go together. Oh. This one's is a different color. I see. I like it. Metallic. Would be good for some drawing. You know. If we can get our hands on Miranda's notebook. You know the one I mean. He did. What did she call it? Spatial case book she did. We should call her tomorrow. Or is she already on? Is that you? A gentle ping came from her watch. Yes, it's me and me. You know the footage is done. Developed and such for the film. You didn't tell her about. Did you? Of course not. Theaters took me up on the prints and the showings will be on and on about midnight the EGS will be lit up and we'll be on time. That is to be seen she grinned. Well quite. It should have quite an effect. The one you're looking for, I hope. With the right audience. Was his responsive response and they carried on a bit about it, and imagined for a bit what the new beginning would be like, and hoped they'd make it on time, and they joked some more about that. Well. And just at that moment, 
An asteroid came about the horizon and blitzed them all around, as the ocean burst up into a wash and stuck to the bubble they were now pausing and positively amazed and amazingly. It just stood there, and the matter passed through them, and it was as if they'd seen a million years of star experience in that instance and they were now quite definitely above ground, as the crater was now beneath them and water began to flow into it and yet they hovered. Oh side effect, said Q. And he stepped up a bit. And Arya smiled. And they began walking on the water pinholes and they were prickly but easy to balance on. And the mist was still around. And as they walked onto it and walked up the sky opened up and it began to rain. Each time dropping pins around them and each time they walk up and up and up. And completely stable. And in the rain they walked up towards a cloud and it began to murble an electrical murble and they paused and thought about it. And it thought about them and they could hear a slight whisper. And they hadn't heard that kind of voice before. And it was the water. And the water was just gently carrying on a conversation with itself, about its direction and about the presence of presence to be delivered on so and so, and it was in plain language, as they now heard it at its pause. And the light continued to swim around like water, and the water, inside still spun a bit to orient. And they looked closer, and closer at the individual droplets of water on their bite the blade. And Q brought up Arya's hand where she held the pen, and clicked the light onto the water. And... Tiny people. Gasped Arya like a bit of a shock she might have gotten from that pen or something. And yes. Dozens of highly recognizable people were chattering away, and away they were, miles and miles in fact. And that's the direction they faced. Towards themselves, if they needed the water and away and about in fact if they were chattering with other water warble bits about their bits of just what to do with themselves. And I'd stand tonight, you know, if the easterly is going to kick off, and that bit of muck on aisle 5 has got to get a clearing, and a salty one they joked with each other. Some of the water just stood around and seemed confused about the light, and they looked at Arya and Q standing there watching them. Who said one bit of water? You found us out, eh? You're not going to tell anybody about us, are you? I mean with this thing and all. We haven't seen this thing turned on in, well a couple of years and it was pretty fine back then. We'd love to stay and chatter about it, but our fellas have to get on with several light years worth of time and materials which you lot think is just a freak asteroid and a simple storm, eh? I bet that's what you think. Like the cloud didn't see that thing years ago and we haven't been chattering about it up until this point. I mean, a notion's worth of. What do you keep calling it? Van der Wall. Oh that's right. Well it's us. Hello. Water droplet chirped and Q. Yes I'm this bit of electron here, and that's my mate and we're headed in that direction for the big one, you know. If we can swing it? You clicked off the pen. You knew. Well we'd better get to the show, and the show must go on, he stated to Arya and they began walking a bit towards the theater. I'd like a bit more of that, he said to him, and they were grasping each other's hands now. I mean you couldn't ask him a bit more about the weather, eh? Well they've got their lot and we've got ours tonight. And I'm sure we'll all be alright if the lights don't go out? He shuddered. Oh yes. Well the generator is handy but we weren't planning for a long outage. We'd have to move the show if it goes out and long. But we'll see. Dot. It just hit the theater at 11, 
in front row Miranda was there with her notebook as Arya sat on one side and Q on the other, with some goobers for the show he'd picked up in the front. Shot. Lights dimmed except the beams coming from the rear towards the screen, and Miranda took out her notebook expectantly. He motioned the pen from Arya, who gave it to her and she began to draw. Shot. The film was an art film. Well, the three knew it wasn't a film at all, but a continuous loop of two and a half feet of cellulose with our little friends running around in the light, charging and orienting to the eyeballs on them in the audience. And the audience was amused. At very first by the geometric primitive shapes in 2D, then 3D, then color, and as the color was painted onto the 3D objects they began to spin and form more complex shapes and color themselves and the lines from the shapes would become evident and the lines would change color, as gradients, and move into as other lines, also in 3D and starting making real pictures that one could readily see as animals and people and plants and small critters. And then created was a backdrop which moved independently, although some of the material critters or EGS would switch between front and background as needed and instantly adjust its coloring to match the presentation which was the orientation of the rest of them, and us. The pictures began to tell a story, a story about the audience, about how they had traveled there, their day, perhaps the day before, and what was on their mind. Quite the little mind readers, aren't they? He turned and smiled past Miranda and onto Aria as Miranda began to draw in her notebook. And the pictures were then very much about the present about this moment, and in fact began to draw the audience as seated, and it was very much like a mirror, except the patterns were evident which thoughts were coming off which people in the audience, and Miranda was at the center, and more centrally centered, the pen, metallic, in which she continued to draw into the notebook, and the paper glimmered and she was drawing primitive shapes like triangles and circles and the pen was a thick metallic and all sorts of language flowed inside the metal as a communication of what she was drawing, thinking, and the light coming off the screen and its messaging. The screen now began, as if again, stopping abruptly and showing a countdown as a film starting might do, and it was a bit now into the future. Kind of like Christmas past in fact and began showing the storm outside and all the materials it had come to know about with contact with water and explained in pictures what the water wanted and why they were water in the first place, and to expound on it would just make literal sense, because they were in this place and the people and events were so specific to those moments, and ever-changing, that it was simply understood, and if you were watching it, you altered it and understood it as it altered you, and so forth and all the time and Miranda drew a square into her notebook and scribbled into it a little poem, and the metallic seemed to like the poem and hurried around it, and the light from the theater shone on it a bit more, until the lights went out, and the film stopped, and the place was completely out now, sans the final metallic glow on the paper as they rushed to orient onto the poem, and the dimness became static. Onus and soft peat. For wit to eat. Ponder stitch. Neat said Q, and Miranda and Arya just paused a bit. We've got the program. For now Miranda gave the pen to Arya and closed her notebook. These guys will stick tight, but we have a bit more for them to do at the next showing. What should we do until then? More of the same, I guess, guessed Q. Right, and tapped his cuffs again at the two women and they got up and walked with him, to his left and continued on, and Arya grappled at Miranda's rear and motioned them along.
and as motion goes. It was a pretty good one, and they carried on and carried each other in light conversation as the tryst met in a spatial hazy oil which they stepped into and around and their rear view mirrors were reveled in and beveled shades of hues and trickles of water popped in to say hello, and the sky's night was a deep blue and heady ideas of a continuation of their prior episodic adventure carried themselves into the night, and eventually into the padded bed they adored, and with each other took some bliss and a time and a half to say hello to all their bits from forward and behind, and in and about, and onwards, and upwards, etc. And they smiled and that a very early morning, or later later evening, Miranda opened up her notebook from the bedside above, and opened to the poem, and the light from her eyes reflected onto the page, and the poem winked back at her, and carried on with the paper for a second glimmer at Aria and the queue, and inside the poem, became a fractal of text, at first mirroring the poem, and they simply spelling out a series of images and text, a language meant for her. It was her laundry list in fact, and she laughed. How did you know about my knickers? He laughed and slapped the notebook closed and wrapped it neatly with a red string and placed it by her side. He looked up with one eye, then closed it and put his hand on her buttock. Aria curled inwards and spooned Miranda from the left and Miranda continued to smile at the thoughts going through Arya's and Q's minds. Geneva is always good a second time and she clacked the lights out and turned and they just spent some time with each other's juicier bits for a time, and time again as they do, and imagined and positions their bodies as it pleased them and each other, and the leisure of pleasure carried them in their evenings, like tonight, and with hope every night, and the sparkier bits were sparked and the water bits washed over them, and it was time and again. They took pause, and drifted off to a warm sleep for the tryst of them to trust and read over the day on a new day like tomorrow was promising to be. Dot. The proceeding has been a mild delve into the adventuresome and others for the non-crudity of credulous credibilities in the ongoing saga of our friends and their living forms of grandulous grandurosity the EGS, and pendas in mightier and might be later for our pals. ways and means for all who now and in the future and to say it backwards from the future particle physics of the said actionable towards a completeness towards the next and forward balanced and fluidity we find our soft sun radiant and the dust and enough wet atmospherically to bounce also towards the reflection of mass particles in a solar of systems we find it's just so and Thank you.